Everybody out there, shout out to everybody, especially the faithful. Thank y'all for staying faithful because we did what we were supposed to do in Arizona and they went out there and got that V-dub. That's that W. What's going on, my man, Donnie Darko? Baby, Darko from the SCO. I love it. What's going on, baby? Living, man. I'm living, man. I'm excited for this show. We got a good one today. Banging show, banging show for you guys. Mad 49ers news, mad rumors. Mad injuries. <laughs> That's been like the the talk of all season, the injury report. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's going to be a crazy show, bro. We're definitely going to get to that first drive. I'm going to do a little remix on the first drive for y'all for today. But before we get the show started, let's go ahead and kick off these formalities. I'm super excited to be here. I don't know about you, Donnie, but we got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're on Facebook, and if you're not on Facebook, sign up to Facebook.com. Make sure you're there. Like and follow us on Facebook at Nitty Gritty Niners. You can also follow us on Twitter at Nitty Gritty, the number nine E-R-S. And we're on IG. Follow us on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Niners, spelled all the way out. Shout out to the faithful out there, the Nitty Gritty Niners supporters. Thank y'all so much for subscribing and liking us on YouTube. Our numbers are growing. We truly appreciate that. But make sure while you're there, you smash that like button. That's like a whip. I don't know. Smash. I'm going to break the table if I smash. Bam. Hit the smash button. Hit that smash button. Do what you got to do. We are also on anchor.fm. That's your one-stop shop for your podcast. And if you like to listen to podcasts, this is where you need to go. Go to anchor.fm and you can find us Nitty Gritty Niners. We on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, and my personal fave, Apple Podcast. So make sure while you're there on Apple Podcast, you subscribe because I like the way they do their little subscriptions and select a five star rating and make sure you go ahead and leave a good old, good old rating for us. All right. Listen, we also got our email address. That's nitty gritty niners at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. It's about to be the off season. We need to be getting to know one another like we do. Let's do it like we're doing it for TV, baby. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk Show. I'm your host, Wayne Breezy. He's the host, Darko from the SCO. Baby, Darko, you ready, man? You ready to get right into it? Can I, can I just pop this one up real quick? This is love right here. That's straight love, man. Appreciate that. Peace. Listen, man, this is one of the most talented young brothers I've ever met, yo. Yo, he can sing. 
He could play the drums. He probably could play the keys right now. I ain't seen him in a little bit, but I'm sure he been crafting up some music, man. Shout out to you, Keith, man. Stay up, man. Stay faithful. Shout out to your Steelers, man. Congratulations on clinching that playoff spot. We won't be in the playoffs, Donnie. That's that's breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Cinnamon Kiss, Peachy, Chrissy, Niners Tuesday. Everybody's in this joint. Of course, wait, wait a minute. Did Niners Tuesday ask this question? Of course I'm with nothing but Niners. That's the fam fam. You know what I'm have, saying? Have you not been watching lately? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. Hey, Niners Tuesday, that's the fam fam. Hey, I just, we decided to branch off. We do it a little bit. Of, we like to get down to the nitty gritty. Shows don't be as long as nothing but Niners shows because they like to, you know, do their thing. We're going to get to the nitty-gritty and keep it an hour. If, you, if you're cool with that, you're going to love this show. I promise the energy is going to be there. Uh, Yo, so I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo, I need some news. I need some news. And all of a sudden, the newspapers came flooding, bro. I was like, dang, I ain't got enough time to type all this stuff out, bro. But let's start with number one. Kyle Shanahan was asked a question. He said, hey, Kyle. Kyle said, what? They said, hey, Who's going to be your starting quarterback? Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021? And I'm just going to paraphrase what he said. And he said, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback in 2021. Now, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He didn't say the starting quarterback, I don't think. I think he said Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback. Matter of fact, do I have the actual quotation of that? Because I want to. Do you have it? I I can quote him verbatim because I read it quite a bit. He says, uh, you quote him verbatim, but I have the quote, so go ahead. He said, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo will be our quarterback in 2021. That's what he said. Yes, I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be our starting starter. I wanted to put the word starting in there, bro. That was the whole point. The whole point is the word starting. Everybody says, oh, yeah, of course he's going to be the quarterback in 2021. He's still on the contract, silly Billy. Listen, he put starting. Oh, did he? Yeah, he okay. said starting. So, so your thoughts, baby? I, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy G coming back healthy. Will he start? I've been saying it, man. Like, we got so many other slots we need filled on this roster. We don't need to be looking for a quarterback right now. That would be a waste of time and money. I mean, we got, what, how many guys are leaving next season? It's crazy because I 40 plus, Donnie. 40 plus. Yeah, we got about that many guys on injury right now. You were asking me before the show who got injured yesterday. So I started going, I can't do the injury report with everybody anymore. I got to just do it week by week because I lost. There's so many guys. Um, it just happens so often. I got to just do it day by day now. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I believe in Jimmy. I believe Jimmy is going to be the guy that takes us to a Super Bowl. Um, I said that at the beginning of the season. I said that before we got him, and I still believe that. Now, if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong. But I'm not – until he's not on this team, I'm, I'm sticking with Jimmy. Hey, look, Jimmy's on the contract. The whole thing is – is there going to be a new contract? And that's that's the question I think the faithful want to know because we a lot of the faithful feel Jimmy Garoppolo is not worth 20-plus million dollars a year. Not anymore. Maybe when they first grabbed him up or whatnot, but he's had a few injuries. He's only He hasn't played full seasons with the 49ers. I mean, I think his last season was his first full season. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Cali, I feel you, baby. Look. I'm going to keep talking, though. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm going to keep saying, look, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
You got to get healthy. You got to be healthy, and you got to play all 17 games. I'm tired of that crap. Listen, that's a lot of money to be paying a guy that ain't played a full season, bro. That's the issue. I think the issue is, how do we pay this guy this amount of money if he's not there? You get what I'm saying? It's the, I, I feel the same way about Kiddo. I feel the same way about guys that are getting a large chump sum of bread and they're not able to contribute on the field. Yeah, they could contribute in the locker room. They could contribute up in there in the skybox. But on the field is where we need them the most. And that I think that's the issue with the fans and Jimmy Garoppolo. All right? I, that, at least that's what I think. I, that, that's what I'm hearing. That's what the early birds are out there chirping around. All right? So that's the Jimmy Garoppolo news. Um, I do know that the, Okay, so look, let's talk about this Because Zach B says, yo, the going rate For a starting quarterback is 25 mil I feel you I understand that I'm going to say it again It's not about Jimmy being overpaid It's about Jimmy being paid to be out there And Jimmy hasn't really, really Been out there Yeah, we went to the Super Bowl last season but Then he got injured this season He was injured the season before that He got, you know, you get what I'm trying to say so, yeah, at the time, you you sign your quarterback. You feel he's the guy. He's going to be able to get you over the hump. Is he the franchise guy? That's a whole nother show. But here's the thing. I think they need to get Jimmy Garoppolo and the rest of the quarterbacks a quarterback's coach, a real quarterback's coach, a guy that can teach Jimmy Garoppolo how to plant his foot and throw off that foot, step into his throws, get the ball down the field a little bit more, and I think Jimmy's going to be just fine, yo. I think Jimmy's going to be just fine. So, Jimmy Garoppolo will be back. Never said he was overpaid. I'm just saying, do you want to pay a guy that's not there out there on the field every game $27 million? That's just yeah, my question. Can I take 10 seconds to touch on that? Um, sure. Yeah, I don't think we, we've we ever said that he's overpaid, but Breezy does have a point. I don't think the question is, can Jimmy hack it? I think the question is, is Jimmy too injury prone? And I agree with that. Is he too injury prone? Is he actually going to be on the field? And uh, to comment on what you said about uh, – your, your uh, a quarterbacks coach, um, I would throw a serious amount of cash on the table for Mr. Joe Montana himself to at least just come <laughs> in. And, and I mean, if anybody knows how to overcome adversity, it's Joe Cool. So it's a more. I don't think Joe wants to. Donnie, I can't figure out why we can't get Joe Montana or even Steve Young and Jerry Rice to come out there and coach. For these 49ers. They always got stuff to say, but they don't, you know, they're they're not trying to come out there and coach or whatnot. But they do put their two cents in um, and all that good stuff. Breezy. Now, if Jimmy comes back, we we still draft a quarterback. Is, is that your question? Because I, at the end of the day, Nick Mullins isn't it. And 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 CJ Beathard is still not it. Yeah, he he had a, a, a an okay game. Uh, against the Arizona Cardinals, we're gonna break that break him down. But I still think you go ahead and draft the quarterback, especially if you can get your quarterback. What I mean by your quarterback is Kyle can get his guy in this draft. Then I think you go ahead and get him. That doesn't mean Jimmy doesn't start. That means the good old-fashioned quarterback transition way. You got your quarterback. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, who could be the leader. Just think Brett Favre's Aaron Rodgers. Can I? Can can we? Can we say that? Can we think like that, 49er faithful? Can we think Brett Favre? 
to Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Brett Favre. I'm talking about as far as being that guy who's going to be your starter. And then you bring a guy in there that doesn't have to start right away. And if he does have to come in the game for any point, whatever, at least it's your guy. It's not a guy you just had to draft because you needed a quarterback or sign or all that good stuff. And we're going to get to the main part of the offense. I like Zach B, man. Shout out to Yo, he's, he's, he's speaking some stuff up today, man. All right. Second part of the news, the 49ers are working out a guy that I wanted to draft in the gosh darn first place. I can't say his name, but I'm going to call him Obi, and you know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is, but we're going to call him Obi Melifonwu. All right, safety, he was out of UConn, the University of Connecticut from my home state, and I I thought he was going to replace Turk. I thought at that point, this would have been a guy that could could come in and replace uh, uh, Joukowsky Turk. So they're working him out. Doesn't know if he's going to make the team, but um, it's week 17, last game of the season. Hopefully, he'll get a chance to get out there and put some film on the tape with the 49ers. Running back, Austin Walter has been activated off the COVID list. Fullback, Josh Hockett has been activated off the practice squad COVID list, so he's now back on the practice squad. That's the fullback that everybody wants to see. I wonder if Juice plays this week and they bring this guy up so we can kind of get a feel of what he's going to do against the Seattle Seahawks. Long snapper. Here's Here's an issue, Donnie. Here's where we need to put a bracket around something. And I wonder if he was an issue this past game. Long snapper Tabor Pepper is now placed on the COVID list along with back, back, backup center Ronis Grasso. They're both going to be on the COVID-19 list, which means they're not more than likely not playing this week uh, versus the Seattle Seahawks. The 49ers, if you guys did not know, will gain a fifth-round draft pick from the trade of Quan Alexander to the uh, New Orleans Saints. So they will acquire a fifth-round 2021 draft pick. And last but not least, what I have for news, if you have anything you want to add to this, Donnie, feel free The NFC West will be full-fledged playing the AFC South. That's the Titans, the Texans, the Colts, and the Jags. I believe they're going to be in Tennessee, and they're probably going to be in Houston. I believe that's going to be their road games. Don't know yet. I just know those are the four teams they're for sure playing. That is your nitty-gritty Niners news. Don, you got anything else you want to add to that? Pow! Nah, man. you, You nailed that one. That's, uh, Man, that, that's a lot of news, bro. Our that's follow too. Hey, I'm gonna let you handle this part. You ready? The nitty gritty Niners injury report. Yeah, um, I'm actually lost here right now because I'm looking at the injury list and hold on. This is why I need to take it day by day, ladies and gentlemen. So let me uh, try to narrow this down. So yeah, as usual, uh, we yeah. had another. Just talk week. about the new ones, bro. We don't even need the old ones. Just go go straight to the new joints. Yeah, that's my problem. That's why I said I need to do it day by day. That's, is the biggest. I, I, <laughs> I forgot who I added to it yesterday. Um, that's a huge list, bro. There's probably yeah. like Richie two James. people on that list. Richie oh. James, Richie Brock, James, Dion Jordan. Javon yep. Inlaw, Tavarius Moore, Raheem Mostert. We know Nick Mullins, you know, Richard Sherman, Jason Verrett. J- uh, Jason Verrett, uh, I think, is is COVID, right? 
Now, Verrett is fine. He played last week, man. I, I, I don't think Verrett is out. He was sick. He didn't have COVID. Uh, you talk about when he, he missed the Dallas game. Yeah, uh, he, he was on COVID protocol, right? Or uh, it was just illness? He was just he just had an illness. The new injuries are uh Richard Sherman. So Richard Sherman is is gonna be out. Mm-hmm. Uh he will not be uh week 17. We have probably seen Richard Sherman for the last time in a San Francisco 49ers uniform. I want you to touch on that, Donnie, and then I'm gonna give my two cents on it as well. Uh I'm heartbroken, man. Uh I love Richard Sherman. I've always loved Richard Sherman, even when he was a Seahawk. Um I think he added such a great uh, it, it was like a mentorship to this team. Um, we had a bunch of when he came in, we you got to remember, like guys like Jimmy Ward, Eric Reed, they were all still young and new. And uh, I help, I think he helped mold those guys into what they've become. And uh, when they excel, that has a lot to do with him. So, um, yes, there's no way we can afford Richard Sherman next year unless, you know, Kyle and, and uh, Lynch are going to pull some money out and, and sacrifice other things. But yeah, I, thank you, Richard Sherman. Yeah. I wish we won a Super Bowl with you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, people are saying Richard Sherman gave up on, he didn't give up on the team guys. You, you guys got to stop talking about people giving up on the team. He, he didn't give up on the team. What he did. It's, it's all business. Okay. Yes. He got hurt at the beginning of the year, whatever. And now he's hurt at the end of the year. He came back from his injury, played a lights-out game, got an interception, had a bad game the next game, probably re-aggravated his injury or whatnot. And it's simply what it is. Richard Sherman knew. He said it. We, he talked about it. He said he wasn't going to be back because the 49ers have to freaking play, uh, pay other players. They, they have other guys that are of more priority than to pay him. So that's the whole thing with Richard Sherman. I don't think he gave up. I don't think any player on this team gave up. Not one coach, not one player. I do understand that it's business. And if Richard Sherman goes out there and gets hurt in a meaningless game, that's messing up his, you know, his his, his livelihood, right? You got to think about it. You got to think about it in that kind of way. You guys can say that he gave up. I know he doesn't like the DB's coach. I said that at the very beginning of the season. And that doesn't mean he gave up. He just doesn't like the coach. I think they weren't getting along. We don't know for sure, Rolls Royce. I, I just wish we get a new DBs coach. But if we're going to be playing a lot of this press man going forward, then we need to figure out how we're going to replenish these type of cornerbacks to play press man because we don't have those type of cornerbacks. At least I don't think so. All right. Uh, the again, on the itself, breezy, just real quick, the, the, the statement in itself that he, he was thinking about the team and what we can afford shows that he hasn't given up on the team. Uh, a selfish uh, DB would be like, well, yeah, I want to get paid. That's all he would be thinking about. He does want to get paid, but he understands that in order for this team to move forward successfully, it can't be with his kind of contract. And you can't be mad at Richard Sherman for wanting to secure his future. Cornerbacks, running backs, NFL players in general don't have a long shelf life. They got to think about their family and their future. So I don't think he gave up on this team at all. Um, I think he put in work and I disagree. I don't know who wrote the comment, but somebody said we play better without him. I strongly disagree with that. Show me how. Yeah, I mean, if you if you talk about this particular game that that just passed, um, the 49ers defense, they, it was it was a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? First of all, Akella Witherspoon stepped up. He stepped up. So 
if you if you bring back the non-stepped up of Keller Witherspoon, you wouldn't be saying we play better without him. Just right. saying. If you brought back Emmanuel Mosley, who was getting burnt all season, you wouldn't be saying we play better without him. Now, if you're talking about in the scheme of playing press man, all right, I understand that because Richard Sherman plays a little deep off of his wide receivers because he's lost a step. He's older, guys. It's part of the game. It's not like a DB can run full speed 4-2, for, for their whole life. It doesn't work that way. We've watched legends change over to the safety position. Legends. Ronnie Lott, Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson. I mean, that's just to name a few quarterbacks switching over. So it is what it is. I think this was all a business decision. This whole season was business. And I think Kyle, um, John, and Richard came to an agreement. And I believe that's why he... Um, no, Rose, I, I, and this is what I'm saying. I, I think this is why he... This, this is why the Sherman thing is playing out the way it is. So that's Richard Sherman. Guys wanted to talk, wanted me to talk about Robbie Gold. Listen, Robbie Gold, very quick. The 49ers, I believe, have till December 31st to pick up his, his option of $2.7 million, $2.5 million, I believe, which is a little bit more than half of the $4 million that he will be guaranteed uh, next year, or five, excuse me, $5 million, I believe, that he will be guaranteed and 2021. The question is, should the 49ers bring him back? Now, let me just say this, because I know he missed two field goals and an extra point last week, right? But before that, he was like 17 for 19. Last time I checked, that's an A. He's he's missed two more on top of that with four extra with a couple of extra attempts. His grade is still B plus A minus. We can call it what it is. The 49ers have been struggling with long snappers this year. The 49ers have been struggling with placeholders this year. There's a lot of things that go into the kick being off. I watched the, one of the greatest kickers right now that plays for Atlanta missed a field goal to win the game. Shanked it. Looked like it was going up. Went all the way to the right. And he like 25. He not on at all. It happens, guys. The question is, is he worth the money? If that's where you're going with it, I'm cool with that. Is he worth $5 million up to our $30 million cap? Like, all I'm saying is, he's usually clutch. When everything is working, when everything is working, long snapper, placeholder, all that stuff is in tech, Robbie Gold is gold, bro. Don't forget, and a lot of people don't like to be nostalgic. A lot of people forget because this is a what have you done for me now late, uh, league lately. I get it. What have you done for me lately now league? Excuse me. I get it. But, I mean, look, he's won us some big games, yo. This has nothing to do. I, look, I, people were talking about getting emotional with Rich, Richard Sherman. A lot of us 49er fans um, hated Richard Sherman. A lot of us. Many of us were blocked. Richard Sherman comes to the 49ers, it's like bittersweet. Very bittersweet. For me, I was like, woohoo! We finally got a cornerback. I never in a million years thought Richard Sherman was locked down, Donnie. All I know was he can close out, his reach would help break up passes, and he was really smart. He was really smart at aiding and embedding the quarterback, getting him to throw the ball where they should. All I'm gonna say is, I'm going to miss Sherman because I never talked about that. I had to go to Robbie Gold real quick. All I'm going to say is I'm going to miss Richard Sherman. I'm going to miss what he brought to the team. Um, No, he wasn't a lockdown cornerback, but we should have knew that when we signed him. He never was his whole career. Okay, he played one side of the field. 
He never played the fast guys. Remember, he went up against Richard Michael Crabtree. Dude, he's fat. Um, but he did what he had to do uh, in this division. And I think Richard Sherman came to the 49ers. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping the same way Emmanuel Sanders was able to teach the young wide receivers, Donnie, I'm hoping Richard Sherman was able to set a blueprint for the young defensive backs that are going to be coming in through San Francisco, bro. That, that, that's all I can hope for, man. That And you know what I'm saying? And much respect to Sherm. I think I put a tweet out there on somebody else's post. I'm going to miss him. And I wish nothing but the best for him and his family. But let's get to some more of these injuries. Trent Williams will be out with an elbow injury. I don't know why I went like that. My elbow's right here. Right? An elbow injury and superstar. I said superstar. Gosh darn it. Superstar wide receiver Brandon Ayuk will be out with a high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. I All I'm going to say is next season, we better not get one high ankle sprain, bro. Not one. I know we are, but we better not. Yeah. Uh, I can't even count how many high ankle sprains we've had this year. It's like, it's become a joke here on the show. Um, yeah. It, it's ridiculous. But I, I, I co-sign everything you just said. Um, I love Richard Sherman. Loved him when he was a Seahawk because I hated Michael Crabtree. Uh, <laughs> you can't hate a 49er player, man. Oh, man. I, I hated Michael Crabtree ever since he held out um, as a rookie. Um, he had to. He was hurt. No, nah, he he wanted more money, man. And it just it, it doesn't work that way, bro. I, I didn't. He, he had a bad attitude. And look what happened when he left San Francisco. He started trashing the whole team and Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick uh, lost a lot of games trying to give uh, Rich uh, uh Michael Crabtree touches. So it's like, how are you going to sit there and clown that guy when you're the dude that didn't catch him? Come on, man. I hear you, bro. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, uh, Robbie Gold, before anybody, I saw a lot of comments. Before anybody starts going off on Robbie Gold, let's let, let's take a look at our fan base. As soon, it don't matter. We could have three back-to-back Super Bowls. As soon as a quarterback, a kicker misses one kick, a quarterback throws one incomplete pass, y'all are talking about moving on to the next guy. Let's stop this. Not the nitty-gritty guys, but I know you guys see him, and I know my man Kevin in there sees him too because we go off on him. Stop that. I mean, be faithful. Come on now. I, I said we get Robbie Gold back. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm. It's hard. Like I think uh, Chrissy said, look, it's hard to replace reliable kickers. You can go ahead and get a young guy. We brought in a young guy to beat Seattle last season, and look what happened. That ball went all the way to the left. That ball went so far left, it went to the, uh, the tunnel, and I believe somebody caught it in the tunnel. Listen, we got a lot of people asking questions. We would love for you guys to ask questions when we do uh, the call-in segment. You know what I'm saying? The Can We Talk segment. Uh, but I will read a couple of these that I've seen because we got to get to some of the rumors, the stats, the highs and lows, and, of course, the first drive. Oh, yeah. I don't know why this this silly camera is just struggling with, with focusing, but we'll get it right. All right? So Vince says, who's better right now? Sherman or Verrett? I believe he's asking me. Donnie, you can feel free to chime in, but I'll go ahead and answer the question. Um, you said right now. So right now, the answer will be Jason Verrett. He plays a tighter coverage on your DBs. He's also, um, you know, he's also able to get those hips turned around quick enough. And this is why a lot of uh, wide receivers aren't as successful. All wide receivers are successful when they do comeback routes. If they do the route right and the ball's thrown to the right place, 
as long as my DB, Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett, makes those tackles, I'm okay with that. It's a comeback route. It's almost impossible. It's like getting juked by a point guard or, or a dude with handle in basketball. It happens. Everybody gets juked, especially when you're playing DB and you're running, you're pedaling backwards, and then the guy just stops, cuts. It's it, it That happens. I'm talking about getting beat over the top, things like that. He's pretty... Not locked down, but he's pretty darn good at it. And I think if he's healthy, he's the guy the 49ers are going to bring back. You know what I'm saying? And then add somebody else. Donnie, do you want to touch on that real quick? I agree 100%. Uh, he's, I, I see him getting better um, slightly every game. He learns from his mistakes. Um, I think, yes, he's definitely better than Sherman. I mean, he's got, a, he's got one factor over Sherman is it's, he's younger. Um, Sherman slowed down after a couple injuries. He's getting older. His time is coming to an end in the NFL. I don't like to say that about anybody because they can play for as long as they want, but um, the shelf life of these guys isn't very long. Um, Sherm's going to be closing out his career pretty soon. It's too bad it's not with us, but uh, Jason Verrett has a long future ahead of him, and it's going to be a successful one if he keeps growing at the rate he's growing. So, yeah, I agree. Good points, bro. Very, very, very good points. Listen, my man Avery asked a question, and he says, Breezy and Donnie, I asked my dad, if you had a chance to go back to the Super Bowl, what team would you bring back? The 2011 and 12 Niners or the 2019 and 2020 Niners? Now think that that 2011-2012 defense was nuts. Who would you bring back, Donnie? I mean, which, which team defense did you prefer? So, I believe this is a defensive question because if uh, I mean, come on, uh, 2011, 2012, uh, the Vic Fangio, uh, Dante Whitner, Deshaun Goldson, um, uh, 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 God, I can't even name off all the guys right now. I mean, it was an all-star defense. If you really think about it, um, I would bring back that defense um, and then the 2019 offense. <laughs> Donnie took a page out of Breezy's book, bro. I promise you, he took a page out of my book. Listen, um, look, it's the 2019-2021 defense was no slouch. No. Not at all. Uh, but they played a different style of football. It wasn't as gritty. And that 2011-2012 defense was as gritty as it gets. I mean, you're talking Navarro Bowman. You're talking uh, uh, Patrick Willis. You're talking Alden Smith. You're talking Justin Smith. You're, you're, you're just talking a grittier defense. I, uh, uh, Donnie mentioned the secondary. I, he, he, I don't even think he mentioned the best player in the secondary at the time, which to me was Deshaun Golston. Look, I know Dante Whitner put hits on cats. Golston used to decapitate cats. Like, they both were just, it was just bad. It was bad to face that deep. Ray McDonald, look, I definitely that defense. I do like the 2019-2020 offense, though. Yeah. I definitely uh, do. Go back just a little bit, though, Breezy. We can't forget are two, I mean, Star, Starsky and Hutch, whatever you want to call them, Tango and Cash, Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. I, I um, didn't. I mentioned him. That, that's the well, let me let me touch on this real quick. I don't know if you realize, but a few days ago, um, I'm not going to tell y'all what it is, but I got some really good news in life. Um, and it was December 23rd. People don't realize that seven years ago on December 23rd is where I met Breezy, the pick at the stick. Mm -hmm. uh, 
hard to believe it's been seven years, but yeah, seven years ago, um, that, that defense, there was just, uh, man, it was called the lights out defense. That's what I came in to say. We, we can't forget. They were called the lights out defense. Um, yeah. That was the who's got it better than us. Nobody defense. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we had we had different sections of the team. You had the Tony Montana um, special teams squad. You had the light defense that got that. Oh my Nick- God, who was that special teams play? Was it Spillman? Spill, Spill number twenty seven. I want to say his name was Chris, uh, not Chris Spillman. Spellman, Spillman, somebody on that. Look, he he was so good. He was. You want to talk about Gunner, bro? I see. I wasn't a big fan of Carlos Rogers and Terrell Brown and uh oh, what's my other guy? Uh, he played the slot and then and then after uh, Rogers left, he started at DB. Oh come on! There was it Tremaine Brock. I can't remember. I want to say it was Brock. Yeah. They they were they were decent, but that pass rush, bro. <laughs> when you have a middle. Of the when you have three linebackers, who was our third? Ahmad Brooks. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Chris Culliver. Yo, though you guys are bringing you, this is now this is a nostalgic show. Might as well shoot season's over. You know what I'm saying? Um, look, that defense was serious. So that that defense was so good, you can almost compare it. Oh, I mean, that's like number, that's like 1A to 1B to that Ravens defense that won it with Trent Dilfer. Yeah, so there, there's always a question too, like who is better, uh, the lights out defense or the Legion of Boom? I'm going to tell you that original lights out defense was better than the Legion of Boom. And it shows because we got further than them um, year one and year two against them. So yes, we were better. Uh, we lost a lot of those guys by the time Seattle started beating us. So, so Sean, I I want to slightly disagree when you say like, all right, the '84 defense was oh man, yeah, this is a it, tough one. He he couldn't even he didn't go back to '84 and '94. The thing I liked about the '94 defense, I mean, you put Deion Sanders on that joint. The '94 defense was stacked. I mean, the rotations was ridiculous. Like, so the 94 defense, I do agree, was probably better than the 2012, bro. You had Ken Norton in there. You had Gary Plummer. You know what I'm saying? You had Toy, yo, Toy Cook. The defense, Charles, like, it was stacked. Yeah, you had prime time. But you got to remember, too, that was a different time, man. Um, I I say that's a hard thing to call. It's hard to compare defenses from different times because uh, the lights out defensive of 2010, 11, and 12, um, there was a lot of different rules. Um, you can barely touch a quarterback. So they had to learn how to be talented without, um, you know, all those violent hits you could have back in the eighties and nineties. So I, I say that's still too hard to call, but yes, I'm not taking nothing away from those eighties and nineties defenses. They were amazing. So duck walk, Martin Hanks. Come on, man. Eric Davis. Yo, we had two lockdown corners. Deion Sanders was so locked down, they tested Eric Davis, and he just locked the other side down. Yeah. And then you had Toy Cook playing in the slot. Look, man, Tim McDonald at safety. It, with Merton Hanks, you could it was a bought defense. Look, this was before the, the salary cap, like, really <laughs> was a big thing. This was before the salary cap was a big thing. So, oh, man, we you know what we could do in the offseason, man? We could break down the 49ers' top five defenses of all time bro 
and do a nitty gritty show. You might have just come up with a new, like maybe shorter show, but an off season, once a month type thing, nitty gritty nostalgia. Um, yeah. we, we might do that. You guys vote yeah. on it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll definitely do something that in the off season because we got to bring people news. It's draft time. Combine's going to be coming up. Free agent. Ricky Jackson. Kill- Yo, Cali. Bro, I, that defense was sick. Richard Dent. Remember him from the Bears? Then he came to the night. Dana Stubblefield. Brian Young. We didn't even mention the line in 94. All right. I'm done. I'm getting excited. I'm getting way too excited. Shut up, Wayne. All right. Breezy is shutting up. Let's keep this show going, yo, because we we almost 40 minutes in, and I want to put the number up. Uh, and I know you guys are going to want to talk about I'll tell you what, I'll save the rumors for last Let's go ahead and get into Bump the first drive We can we can keep that moving We didn't score to the second drive actually um, And it was our only touchdown for a while Then we scored again Obviously you guys saw the game in the second half Alright, so we'll just keep that going But let's get to the stats You know I like stats, I'm a stats guy So we're going to go ahead and get to the nitty gritty stats Then we'll put that number across the screen Because I know you guys want to Get you talking now. I'm gonna pose a question. You're not gonna talk about your highs and lows when you call in, and after two minutes, I'm just gonna click you off. So we gotta do two minutes because people we want to talk, and you must answer the question that I'm gonna pose to you when it comes down to that time. All right. So let's go ahead and get into these stats. Look, I got team stats, I got the player stats, and then I got our nitty gritty MVPs. Okay. So that's how we gonna break this down. So I'm getting my stuff together right now. And we're going to go ahead and start off with the team stats, all right? Team stats are right here. Look, 49ers, they won the game. Obviously, you can see. Here's your stats, man. I I, I thought they did I thought they did rather decent, bro. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it, better than previous weeks. <laughs> uh, we beat Arizona with these stats, so and Arizona ain't no joke. Um, I, mean, I, I thought we ended Ky- Kyler Murray's season yesterday, too. <laughs> we didn't. But. So that's something that we could talk about because Kyler Murray is injured. He has, a, he has a knee injury, I believe, or something like that. But here's this. 20 to 12. 49ers had nine, uh, uh, nine first downs, nine rushing first downs. They had more rushing first downs, all right? So we're just breaking this down. 49ers were four for 16. That's pretty bad. That's like 25% or something like that. That's not good. But they were worse. All right, and that's the that's the whole point. You know, here's the stat that really blows my mind. The 49ers were four. Let me make sure I can read that. Four for six on fourth down, bro. Like, I mean, they were what they were gonna whatever they were gonna do, they were gonna win this game. Four for six? That's the A. <laughs> yeah. Total plays 80 to 55. Total yards. Arizona Arizona had more total yards. They had 398. The 49ers had 350. They both had 12 drives. Arizona actually averaged more yards per play. Yeah. Uh wow. I think, but look at look at those turnovers. Um, that's better than our average under Nick Mullins. Two hey. to three. Um, there you go. And I had to. to. CJ's he was a decent game manager yesterday. Yo, look, he he did what he was supposed to do. They brought him in the game. They gave him the playbook. He ran. I saw bootlegs. I saw design quarterback runs. I saw everything I want to see from a quarterback that plays for the 49ers. No disrespect to Jimmy, but if you can't break down and scramble to get some, I don't need Jimmy doing design runs. 
But if you can't go ahead and get those yards when the play breaks down like quarterbacks do nowadays, man, look, you're going to have to do what you got to do to extend plays and keep and keep plays alive, bro. And, and I think for me, that was one of Jimmy's downfalls this season. Um, we saw it last season as well. I'm not sure why I'm frozen all of a sudden, but hopefully I get unfrozen. But as long as you guys can hear me, that is all that matters. Look, check this out. Player stats. I got the offense on the right, the defense on the left. All right? Um, So, Jeff Wilson Jr. Just a field day. CJ Beathard, three carries for 18 yards, bro. That's six yards a carry from your quarterback, man. That's what you needed. All right? George Kittle led in receiving. Jerick McKinnon was second on the list. A lot of people wrote Jerick McKinnon off. But when he was throwing the ball, when it was to him and he was able to make a catch, he made a catch. All right? He got a couple of first downs that weren't first downs. He was able to extend and get those. You see Bourne. Ayuk, they both had a catch apiece. Shout out to Kyle Juszczyk, man. Two receptions for 10 yards and two touchdowns. He was two for three on targets, man. Like... I tell you what, man, losing Kyle Juszczyk is going to be something that I don't think the 49ers want to do. Um, I know earlier on the show I said Ross Dwelle can come in here and, and do his thing. But look, Juszczyk got a pair of hands that can't be replaced. Uh, and, and then when it comes to blocking and assignments, he's pretty darn on point. Hey, Donnie, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and step out. You can go ahead and keep the show running. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, um, I agree 100% fully with Breezy on that one. Losing Kyle Juszczyk uh, would be, it'd be, it's a big loss. Ultimately, what you're looking at here is he's been an inconvenient truth for defenses all year long. Um, when you think it's going to be, the game's going to be, when they're healthy, when you think the game's going to be all about uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, then you got Kyle Juszczyk coming in and let's not forget he's been putting him in the end zone this year you know what i mean um he's he's big he's beefy uh he could take a hit he could give a hit yeah kyle use is definitely like i said has become an inconvenient truth for defenses that's that's a guy and they they tend to forget about him sometimes and when they do that he's in the end zone so i agree 100 did you just call him the inconvenient truth no, that's there's a only, There's uh, only one inconvenient truth know, of all time, baby. Frank the Tank. But I, I'm saying, like, I'm not calling him the inconvenient truth. I'm saying he's become kind of an inconvenient truth for defenses. No, yeah. I got you, bro. I so, got you 100%, man. Hey, listen, he he is what we need him to be. I, I feel like you take Kyle Juszczyk out, and you will have a missing piece in your offense. Yeah. The question is, with Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk, how much is he going to cost the 49ers? Because I feel like, personally, the 49ers have already overpaid Kyle Juszczyk. You want to talk about a person being overpaid at a position? It was Kyle Juszczyk. No matter how you want to see it, it was Kyle Juszczyk. Overpaid. Now, they had the money, so they had to spend it. And they spend it on they spent it on Kyle Juszczyk, right? Uh, and then they finally built the, the offense to build around him, and you start to see him utilize more. I feel like Kyle will hopefully do the 49ers, a, you know, a solid. Maybe he can get a three-year deal, 
21, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even going to break down numbers, bro. Like, hopefully you get a $3 million deal. Three-year deal for about $7 million a year. I think, I think that's I think that's good for a Kyle Juszczyk. You know what I'm saying? $7 million, I still think that's a lot. I think the highest paid fullback is not even $4 million, bro. Yeah. Honestly, okay, can I, can I throw a little bit of an opinion on, on how to pay players here? I think when you got guys playing for uh, New York and, and San Francisco and these places that are like, um, when you're talking real estate, a couple million more expensive than places like Detroit and, and uh, Texas, and, and I, they, need to, they need to give them a little bit more stretching room on the salary cap. Now, I understand that they created the salary cap because of the 49ers and Cowboys because we would – both probably have 10 plus Super Bowls right now. But uh, I mean, you got to start thinking that, man. It's, it's, I know that sounds um, like a trivial thing when it comes to getting paid millions a year, but there is a huge difference. I, I moved out of the Bay Area because it's too damn expensive. So when guys, at a, you said 7 million, um, you got to remember he's a football star, man. And 7 million don't get you much in the Bay area. He'd have to live elsewhere. <laughs> it's, it's not even about that. It's, it's all right. So my man, Zach says, come on, Breezy. How can you say how much a guy means to the offense? Then come right back and say he's overpaid. Look, easy. <laughs> we got a lot of players, bro. That got to get paid. Yeah. You can't have every player on your squad. If they demand and get what they want. If Richard Sherman was 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 five years younger and still had his step, and he wanted whatever amount of money he wanted, that's a tough decision to make. If I say to you, you can only keep Trent or Kyle Juszczyk, who are you guys going to pick? Because one of them, they both want to get paid. I feel like one is more important than the other. I feel like one... Is is the the, the the solidity of the offense, and one helps makes the offense tick. Yeah. So which one you gonna go with? You can only keep one. Those are the kind of questions you gotta ask yourself. I think he's a vital piece of the offense, but we have younger guys that can probably do some of the things that Juice can do. You got you drafted a fullback uh, last season. You got Ross Dwelly, who spelled and played for Kyle Juszczyk when he was out with injury, and Ross Dwelly was in the backfield doing what he had to do. He's not Kyle, but he's cheap. So you you yeah. got to figure out. The question is, who are you going to pay? We're going to do a whole show um, on, on who's most valuable. But, yeah, you got to pay your left tackle. You, you got to yeah. pay the Trent Williams guy. Yeah. That, that's a very that's a key that's a key position right there and um i compare it like go across the to, to the other side of the line and, and talk about george kittle george kittle we had to pay him because if we didn't somebody else would have and do you do you risk not getting him back over guys like kyle use my answer is no um i and the reason is is because you know kyle use there's another him somewhere else just like you know him and I compare him a lot to Delaney Walker because they're very similar. Um, we can get another Kyle Juszczyk. Can we get another George Kittle? Probably not. So, yeah, he needs to. He needs to. He needs to do us a service and take a little bit of a pay cut until he starts. You know, if he's going to put up those Kittle numbers or you know anybody else numbers, then yeah, by all means, pay him. But I'd rather have Kittle. I agree. Um... And, and, and that's what you got to come down to when you're talking about paying players, man. Like, everybody deserves to get paid, uh, but everybody can't get paid what they want. And that's, 
that's pretty much what it is. Do we remember the offense last year when Juice was out? Which part are you talking about? Enlighten me on that. Um, it's, yeah, yes and no. Um, I remember this same offense got us to the Super Bowl last year. So, of course. But what I think what Breezy's trying to tell you, you got to look at it from the guys that are necessary to the team versus uh, guys that can be replaced. Like I said, I think Jews can be replaced easily. Um, you can't replace George Kittle. You can't replace uh, right now, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to go into that. You cannot replace Jimmy Garoppolo right now. That would be a waste of money, a waste of time. Jimmy Garoppolo got us to the Super Bowl. I remember when there was that controversy over Eli Manning in New York. Um, he won Super Bowls with them, though. And there was always a question of, you know, whether he was worth the money they were paying him. Um, when you're getting Super Bowl rings, the answer is yes. Though he's worth the money. Um, I I think we can live without Kyle Juszczyk. It's gonna. It would be nice to have him, but I think we can live without him. He's replaceable. He's and and you know you got to remember, guys are trainable. Um, some of the best guys to ever come out of the draft come from the third round, the fourth round, whatever. Um, Joe Montana, third round pick. So when Breezy's talking about drafting a quarterback this year, I think that's where we're going to go. Third, fourth, maybe that fifth rounder we just got. You never know what comes out of that. Colin Kaepernick came out of a, a late round draft pick, if I'm sure. It, I think he might have been the second round. But um, Fred Warner, irreplaceable. Right now, yes, maybe. But you got to remember, uh, this is... Uh, you know, we had Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman a couple years ago, right after them. I forget the guy's name because he retired. Somebody, if you guys can, if you guys can uh, remind me of the guy's name, but he came in and he came in strong and then he kind of got that. I guess he watched that Will Smith movie about concussions and then he retired, but he was strong. Uh, he was a beast. So, yeah, I think they're, I think these guys, Fred Warner is, yes, he's the truth, but. But that, and, and Breezy, I don't know if you caught that. The The question is, somebody uh, somebody said that Fred Warner is irreplaceable. Is he, though? Because we went from uh, Bowman and Willis to Borland to, you know, now we got we got Warner. Are the, I don't think these guys are irreplaceable. I don't think really anybody's irreplaceable. You just got to look at it from a cap standard. Um, and I guys think, are coachable. I think Fred Warner is a talent you don't want to let go. Oh, definitely not. But so, too strong. I mean, I mean, every player is, is replaceable, but you definitely want to make the same way you brought George Kittle back. You better bring Fred Warner back. That, that's all. I'm gonna leave it at that. Now, Juice, on the other hand, I think someone. I think I, I'm not sure who it was in here. Someone said, "Oh, we don't utilize him enough to pay him that much a, a, amount of money." No one utilizes a fullback like that. If 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 the amount of money that we were paying, that we that we paid uh, Kyle Juszczyk, he should have been lining up in the backfield like Mike Allstock. I know y'all remember Mike Allstock from Tampa Bay. I'm not saying Juices is fast, but they Allstock was a beast. To me, that's how we should be utilizing Juice. The reason why Juice got paid a lot of money was because during that offseason, the 49ers had a ton of cap space. And they went and signed players and gave them really big contracts to get them to come to their team because they were rebuilding. Yeah. Sometimes you have to overpay, guys. And it's all right. But listen, guys, 
<sighs> those are the player stats. Those are the team stats. We got to get to our MVPs. I know people want to call in. We're going to take three callers. Mike Allstat was with Tampa Bay. I don't know you, Buffalo. I don't remember him in Buffalo. He was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, that's what I remember him as. Number yeah, 40. Happy. Yeah, he was a beast. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our, our freaking MVPs. And we got to do our highs and lows, man, because I got some highs and lows. That's going to be different. Listen, MVP, Offensive Week 16 MVP is the none, none other than, you know it, Jeff Wilson Jr., 22 carries, 183 yards, uno receptions, 21 yards, and a TD off of that 21-yard reception, man. Jeff Wilson Jr., I'm saying it right now on the Nitty Gritty Show, will be the starting running back for the 49ers in 2021. Bam! There it is. Donnie? Yeah. No, I think that was the obvious MVP of the game yesterday. I mean, from from the beginning, he was pretty explosive, man. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming, but he sure did it, man. He's 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 the guy that put a, put us in the end zone for the first time. We didn't score on the first drive. Um, I thought early on in the game when you know that first drive from Arizona that when Kyler Murray threw that like forty yard bomb down the field, I was like, oh, if they're going to be doing this all game, we, it's over for us. But you know, next drive, man. Jeff Wilson in the end zone. That guy, he's been he's been consistent all year. So yeah. I agree with I you, hundred percent. I agree. Uh, that bomb, by the way, was on the Keller Witherspoon. I will say this in the Keller Witherspoon's defense: he was pushed. If you go back and watch the play, you're going to see Christian Kirk's arm fully extend to gain separation to get that pass. Great throw. By Kyler Murray. Speaking of Kyler Murray, the beginning of the game, he was having all day to throw the ball. I was like, what in the love of the blood clots are we doing? Like, pressure something. He was having all day to throw the ball. He, I think he had enough time to throw the ball for me to run upstairs, grab food, heat it up, bring it back downstairs. And he was still back there um, to um, hold on to that ball. But, yeah, um, that play was on Akello. And I was with you, Donnie. I was like, no, this might be a long game for Akello. But then when I watched the play, Akello was... Uh, he was pushed, and after that, Akella was locked down like a pit bull on wide receivers, bro. Matter of fact, I think Kirk got injured on that play. Defensive well, player of the week. Go ahead, Donnie. I think you and I and all our nitty-gritty supporters out here all know that the only time they call those extensions of the arm is on San Francisco when it's crucial. So Yeah. Like in the Super Bowl? Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Defensive player of the game. Guys, we were just talking about this guy. He's not replaceable. He's irreplaceable, not replaceable, unreplaceable. Whatever you prefix you want to throw in front of the word replaceable, you make sure you find a way to bring this kid back. Listen, he has progressed every season. Every. I break, I'm breaking it down so you can understand every season he's gotten better. He's gotten better at his location on uh, stopping the run. He's gotten better at pass protection. I mean, pass defense. He's also gotten better at punching the ball. Then he, look, look, this guy is a guy you want to bring back. He finds ways to stay healthy. He's out there working hard. He's playing on 100 every single week, even in meaningless games that don't matter. He is out there. He put up 14 tackles. Eight of them were by himself. Three 
pass deflections and cannot put, he dropped the interception. I just want to put that out there that he dropped the interception and they might say that was one of his pass deflections, but that was a drop. That yeah. was a drop. Yeah. Uh, Fred Warner, man, come on. I think he's gotten my, uh, my defensive high more than anybody else this season. Him and Javon Kinlaw, who's unfortunately injured right now, but um, yeah, I think Fred Warner gets my defensive player of the year for the team. I mean, we'll talk about that in a later episode, but Fred Warner's just, come on, man. He takes me back to those days of, of Willis and Bowman. I mean, that dude plays all heart, all gas, no breaks. He's the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next to go to, next to be in the legends of linebackers for the Fortnite. I, I really like the pair, the duo of, of Fred and Dre. And I think... Yeah. I don't know if Al Shire is going to progress into that third guy. Um, but I think they find him in the draft. I think they go out there and find a guy that can do one thing. That, 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 and it depends. We're going to be getting a new defense coordinator. Listen, we're not going to do calls today because we have overextended our time. And we got to get ready to get up out of here. Really quickly, Donnie, your high and low players, right? And then we're going to go ahead and talk about a couple of these rumors, and we're going to get up out of here. Are we going to do both sides of the ball or just high and low in general? High and low on offense and defense. Okay, so my high on offense, um, it it was obviously Jeff Wilson. I'm going to change it, though, because I want to give this man a little bit of credit. C.J. Bethard handled himself well yesterday. He had some mistakes. He didn't play the best game in the world, but he did better than Nick Mullins. Um, And he did it against a team that we've already lost to this year. And probably everybody expected us to lose against yesterday. Now, my offensive low, and there's a good reason for this, is going to be Kyle Shanahan because here's my question. You got a guy like George Kittle who has a broken bone in his foot. You put him – George did well yesterday. He didn't leave with another injury. Thank God. But I don't want him to be out for even a portion of the season next season when we're trying to work our way back to the Super Bowl, the playoffs to start with. Um Secondly, I, I, I understand that, you know, everybody says, oh, we don't lose on purpose and, and, and whatnot. But I, I just think the risks are so high. His coaching is great. I just don't understand his decisions sometimes. I Kittle did great. He, he showed up yesterday. I, I just don't see the point in putting him back in the game. We need to be thinking about next season. We are not making the playoffs, Kyle. Come on. Um, give these other guys. I think what Kyle should be doing as a coach, is playing guys we would have never seen this year at all. In these, if, if we're not going to the playoffs, try other people out. Somebody might surprise you. When somebody wants it and they got that adrenaline working in their in, in their factor, um, you might find a new uh, a new standout player that we don't have to go and find in the draft next season. So um, he's my low for that very reason. I think this is the time to experiment and see what see what our next step is, and he hasn't done it. Again, I'm not bashing Kyle Shanahan. I just think his mistakes need to be called out this season because there's been quite a few of them. All right, my offensive high, my offensive uh, low players. High, this guy, when he's on the field, you just got to watch out. Um, and I'm going to tell y'all right now, if he can find a way to be healthy for at least 15 out of the 17 games next season. Y'all could take Travis Kelsey and wipe my ass with it because this guy is going to be the mother freaking man. I apologize to all the kids that are watching, but that's how I feel about Travis Kelsey. George Kittle 
first game back, four receptions, 92 yards, and didn't play the whole game. Look, I'm just saying, him, Niners, marriage, never divorce, always marriage. George Kittle is the man. I promise you, he's a matchup nightmare. No, Mike doesn't. I, I love Mike because we always disagreed and find a way to get to agree at some point. Mike doesn't think he's a matchup nightmare. I think he's a matchup nightmare because no one in the league, in my opinion, can cover him. If he runs a route that's short and he catches that ball, good luck bringing him down. My offensive low, I'm sorry. You guys are going to be mad at me. And it's not Mike McGlinchey. It would have been Mike McGlinchey had this guy made his field goals an extra point. Listen, I understand kickers miss field goals. I get it. But you can't miss the extra points. That's a big no-no. So Robbie Gold, I don't know if you were sick. I don't know if your long snapper was sick. All I know is you better not miss one kick if you play week 17. You better play week 17. You better not miss uno kicks in a game because Robbie Gold, you were my low player. I'll do my high and lows on defense. Donnie, you do your highs and lows on defense. Offense, uh, defensive high, K. Juan Williams. Boy, he was all over the field. He blitzed. He was stopping runs. He was one arm tackling cats, bro. The littlest dude on the field in the slot was pulling running backs down with one arm. If we, you want to talk about bringing a player back, you better find a way to bring the shark back. I know he's going to cost a few mil, but you got to figure out how to bring him back because he, if we play nickel D, He's the guy you want in your slot with Jamar Taylor backing him up. Uh, defensive low, I hate to say it. I know he was the second leading team in tackles again. But Tavarius Moore still has a lot of progressing to do. For the first time ever, Marcel Harris outplayed Tavarius Moore. Donnie, you're off your defensive and, and uh, highs and lows. I'm going to start with my low because it's the same low. Um, yeah, he, he's he's still getting worked. No matter, it's it's obvious. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with him next season, but or or if they're, I, what's his contract looking like? Do you know? No, I no, I don't. It, okay, so yeah, that's my low. I agree 100. Um, oh, he's still under contract. He's still under his rookie joint, so he has one more year. Yeah, that's what that's that was my question, but. Uh, yeah, so we, we might have to be stuck with him for another year. But you know what? My offensive high, and we've already talked about him, but I wanted to say it again. Fred Warner um, is just that dude. He's the MVP of, of the Nitty Gritty episode today. Um, but it's it remind, you know, I said earlier, he's all heart. It reminds me of that scene in Jerry Maguire when uh, Cuba Gooding is yelling at uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I'm all heart, mother sucker. That is Fred Warner right there. <laughs> That's him. Um, he, that dude is just a beast. Uh, MNS, you, you, you said you've been getting blasted for for talking about Kyle. Um, welcome to Nitty Gritty Niners. We've been doing it all year. We love Kyle, but it's, you know, we ain't in love with them. You know what I mean? I think Breezy said that a few episodes ago. Denise, I realize that Kyle's not a Hold player. On, let, whoa, I said I'm not in love with his with the way he adjusts his play call. He doesn't adjust his play calling to his players. Yeah. I, I, I love him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when everything is working, he the man. But he yeah. needs to uh, adjust. The way he adjusted his play calling for C.J. Beathard was how he, I wish he would have did the same thing for Nick Mullins. 
Yeah, but he did. That's that's my point. That's exactly why he got my low this week because I don't understand his decision making this season. I really don't. Um, maybe there's something to it that we don't know about, but we don't know about it. So I wouldn't be saying that again, Denise. I know he's not a player. I wouldn't be doing this show if I was that stupid. But um, we do. This is nitty gritty. We tell the truth here. Um, whether it be convenient or inconvenient, that's just the way it is. And shout out to whoever posted that early about Frank the Tank get, uh, passing Barry Sanders. That 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 yes, we still love Frank Gore. Will always be a 49er. And oh, and shout out to Jeff Wilson Jr. too, by the way, for making FedEx Ground Player of the Week. Let's go. Let's go. Another person that I think is going to be uh, a plus going into 2021. He just has to find a way to stay healthy. Listen, I got one rumor to leave everybody with. I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. Man, the numbers are popping today. I truly yeah. appreciate it. This is our normal time, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's on and popping. People are like, yo, we leave and work an hour early because Nitty Gritty Niners is going to be on at 4 o'clock. Absolutely. That's my West Coast cats, right? Yep. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'm going to leave you with this rumor one time. Listen. Robert Sala out. Dan Quinn in. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty Niners, man. I'm your host, Wayne Breezy. That's my brother, Mr. Darko from the Skull, baby. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Stay up. Stay faithful. Don't make me slap you. Because I, I feel like Mr. T. I like the, I'm Mr. T. I pity the fool if you keep... T- nah, I'm just playing, man. Keep it nitty gritty. Keep it 100. Always, y'all. We love you. We out. Nitty gritty. Nine is talk. P. Y'all know that sound. Touchdown. That's a touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Fortino. <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Fatina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh, yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall. Nine is tall. Nitty gritty, this that nine is tall.